0: You are listening to The Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to The Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on WildfireRadio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. The Shooters Radio Universe My name of course is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man-man pots and pans, Nick McCone. That's me. What's not matter what your name is. It ain't got a fact, nigga. I don't really know it's like you think that you do. I'm Brian Isley. What is he oh, doing? He's third man! man. The third man! What oh. the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I
1: believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism.
0: Well, the spe- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Al. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in that man, I know we've been gone it's just like forever, but it's only been two weeks, but we're back, back in action, here on the Straight Shooters, is episode 163 of the Straight Shooters, we're on so many platforms, a whole bunch of platforms, which I'll get into in a little bit, but allow me to reintroduce myself, as Hov once said, Jay-Z once said, I'm Vaughn Johnson, joined by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick McCona, Philly Voice of Philly Influencer, Nick. How are you
1: doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Uh, One thing I'm not doing good about is my Philadelphia Phillies, but we're not going to worry about that. Uh, They're in a free fall. It's been two weeks, so I'm looking forward to getting back at it. I was on the Gully Blanchard podcast last week. Uh, He brought that back, our good friend at Gully Blanchard on Twitter, and uh, that was a lot of fun. We talked to some wrestling and Eagles before – the day before the Eagles' home opener, and I know you were pretty busy with that. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a busy week week away from the straight shooters, but I'm, I'm happy to be back.
0: Yeah, man. It's nice to get back in the saddle after mm-hmm. a week away. But yeah, we're back, and we got some stuff to talk about. We got Hell in a Cell to talk about, uh, because the show is this weekend. It snuck up on me. Uh, I totally <laughs> forgot that it was this weekend, but here it is, Hell in a Cell, in September. Nonetheless, usually the event in October, but they're doing other things in October, like WWE Evolution, like the Super, is it the Super, is it the Showdown? Or what yeah, is it? Super is it Showdown, Super Showdown. Why are these international shows have terrible names? Like they have uh, The American pay per views have pretty decent names here or there. Like yeah. okay, like Hell in a Cell isn't really creative, but like Battleground isn't all that good. But it's not like it's like you get it. But then like the Greatest Royal Rumble, Super Showdown. Yeah. Uh, WWE could do better than that. Like a lot better. Like this like eighties wrestling classic levels of like <laughs> yeah. like super showdown.
1: The big events.
0: <laughs> yeah, like nineteen eighty four closed circuit T V. <laughs> like, it's not like it's in a country that like you know, like like Saudi Arabia, greatest or Rumble. Like, maybe they you know a different language, you know, maybe they that's you know, they would say things differently in English here, over there, than they would here. This is Australia. I mean, they you know, speak English as, you know, different accent, obviously, but I don't know. Superstar showdown. It's, that sounds like something different. WWE came up with. In this oh,
1: absolutely. It sounds like what Vince McMahon himself came up with. I doubt somebody was like, uh, to a side, you know what, let's call this Super Showdown. Yeah, super yeah.
0: Showdown. <laughs> and we're going to promote a match that I told people six years ago is never going to happen again. <laughs> that's going to happen again. Triple H versus Gina Undertaker. I'm going to put a whole bunch of promotion behind it, which no one asked for. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I'm,
1: what's I, I, if, we, if we hit that discussion point uh, in this show, I might actually uh, expand on why I feel like I've come around a little bit on that match. I'm
0: not coming around. I don't blame it. I don't, hey, don't dedicate entire TV segments. To this just just, just one match. No other matches on this show are getting TV segments uh, uh, you know, put into it, except this one. Like mm-hmm. it's the holy grail of matches all of a sudden. And yeah. Don Michaels is back. Is he gonna wrestle again? Yada yada yada, like too much stuff going on. But before we get into our discussion about Hell in a Cell and other things surrounding Hell in a Cell, let me remind you about where you can find this out here in the universe, on the on the interwebs. Of course, obviously, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, and, of course, the mothership, wi Radio.com. If you're watching this, you're watching this live on YouTube. Uh, thank you very much. You can interact with us on YouTube on the left side, of, or on, I'm pointing to my left, but on your right side of the screen, you can interact with us. So, you know, we usually have a couple people in the chat every week come interact with us, say, you know, ask questions, give their thoughts on things that we're talking about. They'll so feel free to do so yourself. And I, like I said, WaffleRadio.com. they have all 162 prior episodes of The Straight Shooters in their archives. So you want to go back and listen to episode one from August 2015, three years ago, over three years ago now, since we've been doing a show. You can do that. You want to go back and listen to episode 100 sometime last summer, which was a wild show uh, that probably shouldn't see the light of day ever again but hey <laughs> it exists still episode 100 go check it out episode 150 whatever you want to do you want to go back and listen to an episode about wrestlemania from a couple years ago when we ranked the best wrestlemanias of all time the bracket style that was a lot of fun a lot of commentaries we did the 92 royal rumble we recently did the 94 royal rumble right it was 94 or 95 yeah. yeah 94 94 we did uh lex luger versus yokozuna SummerSlam. SummerSlam. we've done Uh, Back last 2000, the 97 Royal Rumble. Royal Rumbles are pretty fun to to live commentaries. They
1: really are. They really are. Uh,
0: So we might do another one soon. Who who knows? Oh, absolutely. We should. Uh, But yeah, live commentaries, fun guests we've had in the past, and guests we're going to have in the future, obviously. Uh, Some funny moments, some great analysis and all that stuff. Check it out, full archive, com. Now, this Sunday, Mm -hmm. hell in a cell. Where is Hell in a Cell? I, ask, I don't know.
1: San Antonio, I believe. Yeah, no? and wow.
0: Center. San Antonio, Texas. Home mm-hmm. of the San Antonio Spurs. The National Basketball Association. We have Hell in a Cell this Sunday, like I mentioned earlier. With two Hell in a Cell matches. Only two. Which is not a terrible thing, but the two matches is like... Could they be Hell in a Cell? But In total, we have two, three, four, five, six, seven eight matches signed, none of which are scheduled to be on a pre-show as of today. That could change tomorrow, obviously, or this weekend sometime, but eight matches, which is a good... I, I, I don't mind eight matches. I think that's a good number of matches to have in the card. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But something's going to go on the pre-show at some point, because they're going to have a kickoff show, you know, uh, which is... I think it's usually an hour for the regular pay-per-views, and like two hours for, like, the big ones. Yeah. So you probably want to see one match, maybe one of these matches are moved, or they might make a match out of the clear blue. Who knows? But... We're going to go match by match and discuss Hell in a Cell. So we shall start top to bottom. Is that good with you? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: All right. On top of the card, on WWE.com, which is always a good place to kind of go to see kind of what they think of the match hierarchy. The top match is usually what they see as the main event. And no, to no surprise, Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship Against Braun Strowman inside Hell in a Cell with Mick Foley as a special guest referee is the main event. Uh, you know Braun Strowman, who is now a newly minted heel for some reason, going against Roman Reigns, who has reformed the Shield and his first title defense of the Universal Championship with a different wrinkle thrown in there, which I think this match kind of needed. Mick Foley as a special guest referee, who they always seem to trot out around Hell in a Cell time to tell people how dangerous it is and no one listens to still do the match. Yeah. Uh, this time he's going to referee it. So, Who do you think is going to come out on top here at Hell in a Cell?
1: I'll tell you, man, there was a moment in the past week where I honestly truly thought there was a chance Braun Strowman could win based off the group they've done with him, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre and the fact that I don't think this is a one-off uh, with, with you know the Shield and that group and I can see Braun kind of winning just to kind of shock people but that's not how WWE books anymore and I honestly would be really surprised should Braun win so I'm going with Roman Reigns uh, retaining uh, because I feel like the next person he'll lose it to will be the guy that WWE wants to put in that heel spot uh, the top heel spot because I'm not sure they have somebody right now pegged for that and I don't think Braun's that guy
0: and, that, and that's, that's the reason why Braun Strowman is in that spot, because they really don't have a top heel yeah. that they could just go to right now, which, I mean, I guess they got time. If, if you're going to do it, get a top heel, it's probably better to do it at WrestleMania time maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But Braun Strowman is, is a heck of a babyface, so he shouldn't be in this role, but he is, because he's big and he's strong, and that can make for a good heel. But people like yeah. Braun Strowman. Yeah,
1: and it, I think, obviously, the chase leading up to WrestleMania, the babyface chasing the title is kind of like a great storyline to go with. Uh I'm not sure that we're going to see that, uh, at least on the Raw side, because uh, I honestly don't know who Roman could lose to. Uh, but like I said, I'll be surprised if Braun wins. And I would actually be interested in seeing where they go with that, if if it's a, more than just a month or two of having him hold the title. But yeah, I'm going with Reigns here.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Reigns, too. His uh, first title defense, so I don't see him as being a champion, as a one-and-done type champion. Uh, even though Braun Strowman could easily win because it's Braun Strowman and they put him over, always put him over very strong, but they always put Roman Reigns over very strong too. Uh, I expect, even though the other two members of the Shield, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, who are challenging for the tag titles, again, picked up right where they left off. Uh, they have a match against Ziggler and McIntyre. I expect all of those men to be involved in this match somehow. Uh, you know, because this match, I mean... I like Roman Reigns. I like Braun Strowman. But I don't expect a whole... I mean, it could be. I guess Roman, Braun Strowman has never been in the house cell, so maybe he can have some tricks up his sleeve as far as, like, excitement and crazy spots. Yeah. But I'm not expecting that from these two guys, let's say. I mean, they've had some good matches in the past, but I'm not expecting something, like, big and exciting to happen. But if you throw in Rollins and Ambrose and McIntyre and Ziggler, maybe they can help bring that element to the match, so to speak, in you know, in some crazy spots and whatnot and get the people going to kinda of mass their shortcomings, so to speak, of what Rome with Reigns and Strowman can do together in a hell in a cell. Is that fair to say?
1: I think that's fair to say and I'm I'm not on the other side of this, but uh, I think this is the perfect match to kinda end that feud. But now that they restarted it, I'm not sure that this is a one and done type situation, like I said earlier. Uh, you know, it kind of backs them into a corner because I almost feel like they need to have something like the loser of the match fall off the cell just because we're so conditioned for well, that. That might happen in the
0: other Hell in a Cell match.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, 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 yeah, true. Because I wonder if they would put that one on last just, just because, God forbid, uh, match placement t- takes a backseat here. But, um, you know, the, I would like, Reigns and Strowman. I've liked the matches they've had. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how this differs from you know last year when they had like the ambulance match and like all those other matches. Uh, but you know it it's a good end of the feud match. But I just don't think this is an, the end yeah, of this feud.
0: If this, if this is the end, where does Roman Reigns go? like yeah, if he, exactly. this is the end, and he wins at least. Where does he go from there? So. That might be the reason Braun Strowman wins. You know, what I'm saying like because it is that's the way they can continue it into the fall and all this and that. Because um, yeah, I'm trying to see like if Roman Reigns were to win, unless I don't see how he doesn't. I don't see how he wins and doesn't pin Braun Strowman mm-hmm. in a Hell in a Cell match, right? Like, yeah. no else other way to stop the match because this is a Hell in a Cell. This is the match to have. So this is where you have no disqualifications, no you know, shenanigan-type finishes that could potentially, you know, ha- not have a winner, not have a definitive winner. This is the match where you have definitive winners. So either Roman Reigns, either, even if he has help, pins Braun Strowman, or Braun Strowman pins Roman Reigns, even if he has help. But somebody should get pinned, right? Because it's mm-hmm. hell in a cell. So, yeah. like I said, if Roman Reigns would have pin Braun Strowman, where does Roman Reigns go? that he gives give Braun Strowman another title shot for some reason? If they have Strowman beat Reigns, then they have the easy way of continuing it by having the rematch, obviously, with Roman Reigns getting his rematch. But I guess that could happen at Superstar Showdown if they don't have a match already booked with uh-huh. those two at yeah. Superstar Showdown. Uh, so, you know, it'd be interesting. But in the meantime, I'm going with Reigns. But another question is what role, because he's got to have some type of role. He wouldn't be in a match. I mean, you would think he wouldn't be in a match otherwise. But what type of role would Mick Foley have? Would he play straight down the middle? I mean, do you think he'll have a spot in the match of some sort? Not falling with to sell, obviously, but like something. Uh, what do you think, Mick Foley will? Be, what his role would, could be in there besides counting one, two, three?
1: I think he's there to take a bump by Braun to make sure the crowd boos Braun because he choke slams or power bombs Mick Foley or something like that. Nice. I think we'll see. Uh, you know, that, I think that's why they put him in the match like he's a good, he's been in that situation before, you know, so he's familiar with it. So that's good. Uh, and I'm sure that in their minds, it's like, okay, a way to get Braun completely over as a heel him for, to attack McFoley, maybe unfairly during the course of the match, because he thinks Foley should have counted three or, you know, something like that. Or maybe Foley accidentally, uh does something to piss braun off or braun accidentally hits foley and then he gets mad because foley was in the way and then does something. So I just feel like it's a way to get Braun to attack Foley and then have the crowd boo him. I mean who's gonna cheer him attacking McFoley? I don't know anyone that would do that, but it's in San Antonio and Texans are weird, so (laughs) (laughs) weird
0: Uh yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm just kidding, can, Texas. Can I love you. Kind of. Can Nick Foley take a bump at this point? Is he physically able to take a bump? He, <laughs> I think you know, he know, can. Time, he was in WWE's general manager of Raw, but right, he was he left because he's had hip surgery. Right, like that's yeah. the reason why he yeah. left, so he can heal up from the hip surgery. Oh. So, yeah, if, if I'm, I'm thinking a maybe a choke slam. Of all people. Like, I don't yeah. know,
1: maybe like a choke slam. I don't think obviously off the cell or even. Uh, off the edge of the ring onto the mat, like maybe, i don 't think we 'll see anything like maybe that get
0: punched in the face yeah well, that maybe would be, be
1: man i i don 't know how i 'd react to that just because i 'd be expecting more, and i 'd like, wow, that put Foley down, but yeah I mean, if the commentary puts over that you know oh foley's you know older, and he can 't withstand the things he could when he and, was younger, and like
0: Roman is big, strong monster, yeah, and, and I could put like, an ordinary man down, so yeah, but
1: like. I don't trust commentary to do a moment like that justice. Like the the commentary needs to be, it needs to sell what you're seeing. And I just don't see that enough uh, today in wrestling.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It'd be interesting to see Sunday night uh, in San Antonio where this show is. Uh, The next match on WWE.com that's listed on WWE.com is the WWE Championship match, which is not in, hell in a so despite this being a blood feud, at this point it's personal. I mean, it's going beyond championship; it's going to AJ Styles and his family and stuff like that, and him defending the honor, his wife and kids uh, against Samoa Joe for the WWE title. So, like I said, it's a personal feud; it's a blood feud, but yet. Just a regular old match where they're probably going to start with a lockup. There's probably going to be disqualifications. There's no extra stipulations to this match. Just a regular match. It's like they had a SummerSlam. Like, nothing's ever happened between these two. I don't understand it neither. But it's happening nonetheless. What do you think is going to happen? AJ Styles and Samoa Joe? Uh,
1: man, I could, mm, it's tough to think this is going to end clean. Just based off what you That's said. Two
0: yeah. shows in a row. where it won't Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it's... And You would None. think that it
0: would lead to like, oh well, two shows in a row, didn't in clean. Well it should lead to like a hell in a cell, but we're already here, so what do you yeah. do? Yeah, you I have a feeling superstar showdown? like I think they've have they already booked them for Superstar Showdown?
1: I'm not even sure. I that's, haven't that's, looked at the card. That's, that's so. superstar
0: showdown. Super showdown. Just super. Yeah. I am super, super star following super involving anything involving WWE had that would have superstar. been
1: that's a better name for the event. Send it to them. email them. I guess. Bensatcorp uh, dot com.
0: <laughs> AJ, AJ Styles. Yeah, that's his email. But AJ Styles <laughs> and Samoa Joe is booked for Super Showdown.
1: Yeah, and then that's just gonna be like that's not gonna be a blow off. So I feel like it the blow might.
0: Off. I think it might. It, that that show they're putting know, a lot man. into that show, so they might use that as their blow off. I think they might use like Daniel Bryan and Miz like another chapter in that feud. I don't think it's a blow off. It's just to be another chapter, but that's an important thing. That's a tent pole like to them. So- I feel like
1: the gimmick match is coming at Survivor Series just because we've been talking for years about how Survivor Series is probably the least of their big pay-per-views and to make it seem special. They, they kind of tried to last year, even though we're so used to inter-brand matches anyway at this point since we've been following you know wrestling for so long. It was like Raw versus SmackDown it didn't really mean much, but they, at least they tried. And then they had AJ versus Brock, which is really good. But that so was I also like-
0: interpromotional, like that was. Down yeah. the whole thing last year was that it was champion versus champion.
1: Yeah. You know. So I don't think they'll do that this year. So, you don't think so? I'm, I'm hoping AJ and Joe will have that blow off at Survivor Series with a stipulation or gimmick match or something.
0: Like that. I, I think they definitely do the interpromotional matches at Survivor Series. I don't know if going to be champion versus champion like it was last year, which I really didn't hate so much. Uh, but you know, you know, how I feel about Survivor Series. We talked about it at nauseam, mm-hmm. but. If you're going to do it here and you got Superstar Showdown, Super I keep saying Superstar Showdown, mm-hmm. Super Showdown already booked, it's, it just seems like a logical thing to see, like, okay, it's going to, you know, th- that that's going to be the blow-off to me, which means it mm-hmm. could be a schmoz finish at Hell in Cell, which to me doesn't make a ton of sense. So I got to go with Samojo. AJ Styles has been champion really? for over 300 days. Mm-hmm. They've even talked about it. Well, they, they've talked about it here and there before, but they've mentioned it on social media. They've talked about it that AJ Styles has, like, I think the 11th longest reign as WWE champion in history or something like that. Just rather noteworthy. So it's over 300 days. I don't think it's going to make it to 365. Could, but not that far away. It's like two months from now. Uh, but if you're going to get the Super, what's a logical way to get the Super Showdown? Without having another non-finish, which would I think be unsatisfying, if you were watching Hell in a Cell, it's like, hey, I want something to happen here. Like, we already just did this at Summerslam. Mm -hmm. Not even like Roman Reigns and Brock. At least like there was a winner both times. Like Brock won at WrestleMania. Roman Brock technically won, but they still gave him the out of they both fell out and all that. Mm -hmm. But Brock still technically won. I guess they could do the same thing with, like, a disqualification, but it wasn't no a disqualification that Greatest Royal Rumble, right, where Roman and Brock. Mm-hmm. Brock won. It just Roman almost won. Like, it was a narrow yeah. finish. Uh, so, I don't know. But I, I, Samoa Joe's got to win at some point. Somebody's got to beat AJ Styles at some point.
1: Yeah. I you th- are, you saying, are you saying Joe wins the title, or is it, like, a DQ type no, thing wins. again? Or? I mean, I guess they
0: could do the DQ and he wins, but they did didn't, did they they, didn't they just do that? AJ got disqualified?
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't I don't think you do that again. Samoa Joe's gotta yeah. win.
1: Yeah.
0: That's this match would have been so perfect to Helena, so I just I don't know why. Yeah. I,
1: don't, yeah.
0: I just don't get it. But they could have huh. said like hey, hey, you lose your cool, you you don't get out, you don't get your way out by getting disqualified, but whatever. Uh but yeah, I gotta go Samoa Joe. Somebody's gotta be AJ Styles at some point.
1: Yeah, I think I've said before, I'm just going to go AJ until he loses because I picked against him almost every match against Nakamura. So uh, I'll say AJ wins here. And uh, I'd be pleasantly surprised if Joe came out as champion. I do think it's necessary uh, for if they're going to go for another match, either at Super Showdown and Survivor Series or just Super Showdown. Uh, What's in October? Isn't that... uh, Evolution. Um, Is that the only pay per view they have in October? Okay, so so then really the next pay per view will be Survivor Series. So uh, for this storyline to build, so you know maybe it's a good thing. Maybe Styles wins at Survivor Series. I'd like to see Joe have a run with the title. And does this angle involve Wendy turning on AJ? No,
0: you can't do that. You can't (laughs) do that. That'd be terrible. That's Claire Lynch all over again. You can't do that. Claire Lynch is an impact wrestling uh, storyline, which was yeah, was yeah, the worst. Uh, but you can't you can't have a wife turn on him. Then you you're going like Vince Russo attitude era type oh, stuff.
1: Absolutely, yep.
0: It's not good. We don't need that involved here for the WWE title. These guys are above that, in my opinion. Uh, but I agree. Just gotta beat him. He just, I don't know. I don't know. This is my opinion. I'll, uh, I'll go with
1: AJ. Yeah. All
0: right, so we disagree. Mm. We, disagree. uh. <laughs> Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss, a rematch from SummerSlam, which lasted all but, what, three or four minutes, and Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey beat the daylights out of Alexa Bliss?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't see why they would do a different outcome this time. <laughs> Alexa Bliss gets some interference, gets you know, body to help her, which I wouldn't do, keep that belt on Ronda Rousey and rod that thing out.
1: I agree. I'll go Ronda.
0: Yeah. Now, the SmackDown Women's Championship match is a lot more intriguing. Mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair defends against her former best friend Becky Lynch who is slowly becoming Stone Cold Becky Lynch because people love her despite the fact that she's supposed to be villainous, you know, have villainous traits but people can't stop cheering for her, which is, hey, the most interesting, honestly, probably the most interesting character in WWE right now, one of, uh, is Becky Lynch. So, I don't know if WWE did this intentionally, I doubt they did, Uh, (laughs) but they've turned her into, you know, they've She's gotten you know more of a more over because of the the heel turn, so to speak, at SummerSlam. But uh, we gotta before we talk about this match, we have to note that these two are also booked for Super Showdown. Like so much <laughs> plays into that show, which is only a couple weeks away. I mean it's only October like, 6th, yeah. yeah. So we're talking like two and a half weeks from now.
1: The day before my birthday.
0: There you go. So happy birthday. Get a, you get a show to watch in Australia. They're loading,
1: they're loading that up.
0: Just yeah, so just for me. This match is already booked for that show. So obviously this finish is so this, this whole show is like this whole Hell in a Cell card for the most part, outside of maybe the Reigns Strowman match, is almost like a lead in for a superstar for Super Showdown. It's like yeah. an epilogue for it, so to speak. Or the prolo- is it a prologue is the prologue epilogue? I can't remember now. Sure. It's a lot. I'm gonna look it up. Prologue, at the beginning of the book. Epilogue is the
1: end. So, that's so, the, You make a good point. That's why I feel like if they're hyping, you know, the super, super Showdown so much, why not change titles at Hell in a Cell? Like, we haven't seen a pay-per-view, really have that many. Not that, you know, it's necessary every single yeah. month, but uh, in storyline purposes for what we're watching at, week to week, it makes sense. For, for Joe to win. It makes sense for Strowman to win if they're just going to face each other again. As They could just right. undo the title change. We kind of.
0: ask ourselves the same question with three matches. How do they get to that in a logical sense? Where if you go by WWE's rules, a logical sense would be to have a title change because they get an automatic rematch. But if you don't do a title change, then how do you get to that match? When it's, I mean, yeah, it's already been booked, so I guess that's the out. It's like, well, we already booked it. Like, yeah. But it has to be a it's logical... A lame- yeah, like, it's kind of a lame way to do it. Like, since you already booked it, that still has to happen? Like, yeah. Why did you even announce it before this show? Like, you don't have to. Like, you could have just went with Triple H and Undertaker, and a Cena, it was a Cena and um versus Kevin Owens, or Cena and Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Elias, mm. Daniel Bryan versus Miz, The Shield, Drew McIntyre, Strowman match. You could have went with those matches, a six-woman match. You could have went with those matches and just left it. You know, because you, I mean, yeah. people, if they want to watch Super Showdown, I don't know if the the matches that we are talking about, like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Blair versus Lynch, if if, if you're going to watch it, you probably made up your mind by this point. But it's not like if they announced it, let's say Monday, those couple matches that all of a sudden like there's no buzz around a Super Showdown leading until that point. Like there's still going to be buzz around it, and if you do announce it Monday, I feel like people are going to be slow to like. It's like too late for them to watch it. Like, no, they can still it's W on WW Network. I'm like, you gotta order the pay-per-view, like, and it costs you fifty-sixty dollars. you have to set aside money in your budget mm-hmm. to watch Super Showdown, it's just nine ninety-nine a month, you know, to watch WWE Network. So I just don't understand why they had to announce all of this ahead of time, like at least to the public. Of course, you plan ahead, but you don't have to announce it and make it public because it doesn't make any sense. So, like I said, we've announced we've talked about this multiple times. How do you get to this? How do you get to that? How do you get to Super Showdown? If the same exact match, if the same people is booked for the show that's like two and a half weeks later, in this case, I mean, I think you got to go with Becky Lynch, right? That's, I mean, she's over. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah.
1: I think she loses so much if she takes a loss here because, yeah, like she can still attack Charlotte here and there, and if they do have a rematch. And Becky wins. I feel like that's almost taking away from, you know, the the first match they have could be and, a win. And I think you know?
0: Becky would lose some steam if she lost.
1: Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I, I could have put it in those words. I, I think that's where you're at with her. She she has to ride this. She needs. It doesn't matter what the crowd does. Like she, I'm not saying so much that she might lose her overness if she loses here, but. Like, get the fans more invested the way they are now. Keep them invested, and I think a Becky Wynn does that on Sunday night. If Charlotte wins, you know, like yeah, people like the crowd might be against her more. But then they're like, all right, well, like we need someone to beat Charlotte. So whoever's next needs to beat Charlotte. Maybe it's not necessarily Becky Lynch anymore. So yeah, I think you need Becky. Becky's, well, Becky's the woman to beat Charlotte right now, and whether this is a month title reign for Charlotte, like she's racking him up like it, it doesn't matter anymore she doesn't need to be an aj styles length type champion right now because she already was that so a bunch of like short title reigns here and there isn't necessarily a bad thing for her so i think becky winning sunday is what they should do and i am i agreeing with you i think she'll win the title
0: yeah it's it's, it's so weird um they they have this whole show that you know they're putting more emphasis on, put more money behind. Uh, it's a bigger stage for them. It's Australia. It's like a big stadium show, just like the greatest Royal Rumble was. So you know that they're really just, thats where they're putting most of their chips. You know what I'm saying? And this show, all although it's important, uh, it's not the big the big one that they're really focused on. We know what their focus is on. It's the money show that's in Australia. So. I'll tell you,
1: man. And maybe we'll hit this later, but it's Halloween. A Cell being in September is so weird to me, it, it doesn't belong in September, man. It's
0: just just as a theme show in general. It's weird. It's it's always been weird. It's got
1: to be their Halloween Havoc. It has to be
0: unless they bring back Halloween Havoc, and then you got something.
1: Well, then, yeah, I'm all in with that,
0: but but they moved the, the women's show to October, so this month, yeah. this year, I, you know, whatever, but. It's like an elimination chamber too, but at least elimination chamber they use it now, not as like a like a blood feud because six wet, six yeah. man matches it's impossible yeah. to get six feuds you know six people to have a blood feud together, but they use it as like you win this ridiculously ridiculously hard match you might get a WrestleMania match or you might win a title so it's like it kind of I kind of wrap my head around that more than Hell in a Cell where you don't have to have a title you don't have to have there is no if you win this you get this. That's yeah. a cage match, Is it could be one on one. Elimination chambers can't be one on one. And that's the reason why it doesn't really work as a blood feud type thing. With Hell in a Cell, it can be one on one, and that could be a blood feud type of thing. And it just, when you shoehorn it into a certain month, you find yourself booking yourself into having those blood feuds at this particular point, even if they don't work and they come out of left field. And then you, you only hurt yourself. You, you, you take away some of your tools again when you have this other show that's happening two weeks later. That you're putting more emphasis on, right. so you kind of devalue Hell in a Cell even more But it's not even like the big blow-off that it should be. Because yeah, they're gonna Roman Reigns and and Braun Strowman are gonna have this match, but they're gonna have a, they're gonna be in a six man tag two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not one on one, but if you're gonna have a Hell in a Cell, they shouldn't see each other for a while, a good month, two maybe. I don't know, but two weeks, six man tag. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though it's not inside Hell in a Cell, it's at Hell in a Cell, and you got AJ versus Samoa Joe. And two weeks later, they're gonna be having it again. So, watch them have a
1: Hell in a Cell match at Super Showdown.
0: I would, I would be surprised <laughs> at That, that'd be crazy. You just did this. Yeah. Like you just did this. It's like I don't know. It's it's weird. It's bizarre. But it's a WWE. Yeah, they make that money, baby, and make that yeah, money. Yeah. Uh moving on. Uh, did, you, did you pick a winner for this match, by the way? The Charlotte Becky, yeah. Becky. So we're both on Becky. Yeah. Uh I didn't that was poor phrasing, but we're both picking Becky Lynch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh next match on the card, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Maurice. I'm going with Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Even though
0: they've been kind of like whipping up on the Ms. And Marie's, which leads you to think that Ms. is going to win. I think that because, I mean, I'm just being honest, Brie Bella has the, the, the TV show. I think it would be a good look for the TV show if she wins here. <laughs> I mean, she's got some good looks already, but.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so funny how now, like, we look at certain matches and we predict them. We look at things like that. Like, it's not just like what our heart feels or like what we think should happen. It's like, oh, you know, this Brie Bella has a TV show, so it makes sense for her and her husband to win a match, the, the high-profile match, and then make it showcase that on the show. And I just I find that so interesting now that, you know, in September 2018, we're talking, and those are kind of our deciding factors in picking winners and losers of certain matches. And I agree with you. I think uh, because Brian and The Miz have another match coming up, uh, you know, you... Miz won the le- SummerSlam. Uh, you have the feel-good t- thing with Brie and Daniel here. And I could see uh, either or happening at Super Showdown with th- the Miz and Bryan. But, uh, yeah, I think the first match together, this, with, with all four of these involved, I think you go Daniel and Brie.
0: Yeah. 82Atlantic's uh, checking in in the chat. He said, Hell in a Cell is a theme pay-per-view, waters it down, especially when all the matches aren't in a Hell in a Cell. Here's the thing, 82 Atlantic. I don't think all the matches should be the Hell in a Cell. That's watering it down even further. It'd be like lockdown from TNA yeah, back yeah. in the day. And that wasn't good when you had all cage matches. Like, I got the concept, but it just wasn't a good concept. you just, you'd get become desensitized to the violence and brutality that, that should take place inside a cage slash Hell in a Cell. Uh, but, yeah, the theme itself, is not really having the theme. It's, it's not just the theme itself. It's also you because you have a theme, you have to have matches on the sh- like have a hell in a cell match. You shoe on it and you force it. And if you force it, then it's not as good. Like what made the back in the day before they had theme pay-per-views, they had the first Hell in a Cell match. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, they that was a blood feud. Like that was, you know, if you watch Summer of Ninety Seven. There was only one place they could go, and that was a cage match. But they upped the ante with a Hell in a Cell, and they didn't do it because it was October and it was and the show was called Hell in a Cell. It's like this feud is worthy. Same thing '98, Mick Foley and, and oh that feud wasn't only really worthy, Mick Foley Undertaker, honestly. But it happened, <laughs> and, and yeah. it was a legendary thing. But like Cactus Jack and Triple H, that feud was worthy of Hell in a mm-hmm. Cell. It didn't. It happened in February. It didn't have to. It didn't happen because oh it's October or September, so we got to do it. No, it's yeah was matched it, so it, it's not only the fact that it's a theme pay per view, but it's because it's, it has to happen. It's, a, it's forcing mm-hmm. the issue, and that's what the biggest issue with, with is with Hell in a Cell. That's why, and I know some people might think, oh, it's because there's like there's no blood or the, the, the violence isn't there. It's not. It's not just that. It's, it's also because you force it. And he, I guess you Aiden to Atlantic says Money in the Bank should be a theme pay per view. You should go back to the old formation when the matches at WrestleMania. I don't mind Money in the Bank being the a theme pay per view. I think it's an exciting enough match where you do one or two of them, it works. I think that, to me, money in the bank is more about competition and more about the opportunity to be champion. So that's why you can have it at a certain point of the year. It's like having it's like the playoffs in basketball or any other sport. You know you go through the whole regular season and you get to a certain point. Now it's the playoffs. Now it's championship time. But when you have hell in a cell, this isn't about earning a championship, more often than not. It's deeper than that. It's personal. And when it becomes personal, you don't just like, alright, things It's time to get personal. It's time to get brutal. It's like, no, it's time to, you know, that, that has to be in a certain spot. So you gotta pick your spots with that. So, that's why I don't mind Money in the Bank being a, a, a theme pay-per-view. I mean, Royal Rumble, technically, is a theme pay-per-view. And it happens every January. It's been that way for decades. Survivor Series is a theme pay-per-view. It happens every November. So, I mean, theme pay-per-views aren't necessarily new. It's just a matter of what they are, or what the concept is, mm. uh, in general, theme pay-per-views aren't great. But you know, if World Rumble Survivor Series work yeah,
1: and I agree. I think Money in the Bank is probably their best standalone theme pay-per-view, other than their Big Four.
0: Yeah, and eighty-two Landon just said World to WrestleMania starting with World Rumble is the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm saying like that's why Money in the Bank works. That's why Money in the Bank works, mm. not because that's playoff time. I'm just saying like there's a time where you t- it's time to win a championship. And Money mm-hmm. in the Bank represents the time to get, get the opportunity to win a championship. You could signify a part of the year as that, mm-hmm. whereas Hell in a Cell is, is different. But um, let's move on down the card here of Hell in a Cell with, Jeff, with the other Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a match that's shoehorned into this structure, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton, I don't know why this match is in Hell in a Cell other than – Maybe because Jeff Hardy has lobbied for it backstage, because he said in, he's been he said publicly that he wanted a Hell in a Cell match. It's really the only thing he hasn't really done in wrestling, uh, besides kill himself, obviously. Um, you know, doing some crazy spot. But Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, who you got? I'll
1: go Randy Orton, just because I think Jeff's going to do this crazy thing, and then Orton's going to take advantage of it because he's not going to hit Orton, <laughs> <And> then, Uh <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where this is the first match between the two, and it's in Hell in a Cell, so you kind of go, yeah. like, what the hell? Like both, like both of these Hell in a Cell matches, you kind of, kind of like, where the hell did these come from? Yeah. Uh, Last year's it, show
0: was good because Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens sort of yeah. made sense. Yeah. And I mean, that it, it, sort of, but it, it it got personal, so okay, it made sense. Hmm. And then New Day versus Usos, that was the feud of the year, so yeah, yeah. It, it made sense. This year, it's just like, huh? Yeah, like, it's and, all over the place.
1: Like I, I just don't see Hardy. Like, yeah, Randy Orton is a high profile name still, but, uh, I just I don't see Hardy having a big impact on SmackDown while he's there. So I just kind of feel like he might be in high profile fuse, but he won't really come out on the winning end of them. And kind of that's where I feel I'm. I'm with this certain like this this match especially, I, I don't think there's a way that Orton loses.
0: Uh, I think, yeah, I think Orton wins as well. I think, you know, I agree with you, Jeff Hardy crashes and burns, and Randy Orton wins because of that. Uh, and maybe this is a way to Jeff Hardy over TV for a while. Maybe he's banged up, maybe he's hurting, and time to heal up. I mean, I'm sure he does. He's, you know, he's been around the game for a long time, and he's put his body through hell <laughs> on mm-hmm. multiple occasions. Even though he hasn't really had any severe injuries outside of, I think, the broken leg he suffered, which wasn't even in wrestling. I think he suffered that on, like, a motorcycle, like, at his yeah. backyard or something. Yeah. Uh, but you know, his body's ravaged, and he's definitely hurting. And the older you get, it doesn't get any better. You know, it's mm-hmm. only going to get any gets, you know, worse. So, right. uh, yeah, Orton and Jeff Hardy jumps off the cell and crashes and burns and you know, commits more bodily harm to himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For our entertainment
0: our entertainment that is 100 percent correct uh moving on to the raw tag team championship match Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose who you got here
1: man I'll pick Ziggler and McIntyre to retain I'm just kind of uh, I wasn't surprised they won the titles in the first place and uh I'm well, kind of. They, they had to get up B team.
0: That was yeah, just, yeah. That, that not working out too well.
1: That was where I felt like you couldn't get any lower. And I, I, I love those guys. Like I love a lot, of, a lot of the talent. Like it's not their fault that they're put in these situations. It's the creative, and they're doing the most they can with them. But it just wasn't great for me it, as, it, as it, a fan.
0: It went too long. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah. Give them the
0: title, but had yep. to lose like the next week. Like they should have yeah. never defend, successfully defended the titles, and they did it like twice. Like, yeah.
1: No, <laughs> like what and, you know, with Seth as the IC champion? Like, do do him and Ambrose really need the tag titles? Probably not. So Ziggler and McIntyre as a tandem. Like, I I'd like to see if where they go with them uh, as champion. I do think McIntyre could be in line for a possible main event program with Reigns for the title eventually. Uh, do I think he's near there yet? Probably not.
0: That's a yeah. That's an intriguing proposition. Yeah. I like that Drew McIntyre. I don't think he'd win. But I'd be interested in seeing Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. That'd be an interesting matchup if that were to happen. Uh but as far as this match, I agree. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, they just won the titles. Uh I can easily see WWE making the Shield the strongest faction in in the company, yeah. or by far the strongest trio, by putting, you know, a whole bunch of titles on them. But maybe this is the beginning of I don't see it, I don't see how to get to it, but maybe this is the beginning of Cracks forming in the Shield, pun intended. Uh and Seth Rollins and not Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler take full advantage. So mm-hmm. I'm going with the champions to retain there. On the blue side, we've got the SmackDown tag titles being defended by the New Day, the five time SmackDown, uh, just tag team champions in general. It's not just SmackDown, okay. but they won Raw, SmackDown, and WWE, whatever. The whole lineage is all messed up since it's a brand <laughs> split. Uh, but five time tag team champions, New Day defending against Rusev and the Aiden and the English. This is, this, this is what happens when you have a brand split. You have tag teams like this getting tag team title matches. Which, hey, I like Rusev Day, I guess you can call them collectively. But they're not really a true tag team. But here they are, getting a pay-per-view tag team match. But who you got here, Rusev, Aiden English, or The New Day?
1: I'm going The New Day. I, I Like you said, I love Rusev and Aiden English together. But uh, they would be SmackDown's version of the beat team. Even though they're a lot better and way more over, uh, I just The New Day needs to continue until there's a legit team that SmackDown can run with as champions that are not the New Day. It could be the Usos. It could be somebody else that's already had the titles, but I just don't see Rusev and English being those guys.
0: But The strange thing is that Super Showdown again, New Day is scheduled to defend the titles against Cesaro and Sheamus at Super Showdown. Alright. Even though Rusev and Aiden English beat Cesaro and Sheamus to get the title shot at Hell in a Cell... I guess second place, you can still get what you want because they got a title shot. Like years later.
1: Yeah, I guess th- then they would storyline wise, they'd be pulling for Ruse- uh No, they wouldn't be pulling for Rusev in English. They'd be pulling for the New Day to win because they get the match. What if they have that match and it's not for the titles? You know, like so they could they, they, the could, camp, they could they they play do. that into the match? And maybe Rusev or uh, Sheamus and Cesaro help the New Day win. That'd be just, interesting if they formulate that into the storyline.
0: They just go with say, "Hey, whoever wins this match will face Cesaro and the Sheamus at yeah, Super Showdown." They could do that too. <laughs> but it's just, just bizarre. That is fun. From, that's not as fun. It went from chasing the title shot to just getting it and having other people chase the right to face them. Yeah, they're not the champions.
1: Yeah, they just get it later than the team that beat them. Yeah, that's their punishment.
0: Oh my! You got to wait two <laughs> weeks. It's probably <laughs> for the best. You get the rest feasibly like a, fr- uh-uh. like getting a first round buy in the playoffs in the NFL <laughs> yeah. loser gets a first round buy like, what that don't make any sense <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good analogy I like that
0: yeah, that's that's kind of weird okay but just a little bit WWE doesn't matter I guess um but yeah that is WWE hell in a cell and hopefully Sanity.
1: it's you know three three and a half hours at, at the most you know I don't want no four-hour pay-per-views, man. Not, not this one.
0: Yeah. I don't, yeah. With WWE, matches, you know, and
1: they'll probably add a couple,
0: but still. WWE, you never go take the under on as far as the time. Take yeah, the true. over all true. the time. true. <laughs> true. Even though I will, I will give them credit. SummerSlam ended at a crisp yes. qu- 11 o'clock. So if you go by just the pay-per-view proper, that went from 7 to 11. That's four hours. Now, if you count the pre-show, the kickoff show, that was six. Mm. But you just count the pay-per-view proper. Crisp four hours. I have no issue with that. I can't complain about that. That was good. Thank that you, WWE, it. for getting off the air at 11 o'clock. People got stuff to do on Monday morning. What's wrong with y'all with these long shows? Agreed. And apparently, All In was pretty long, too. I haven't watched the whole thing. but yeah, uh, I haven't either. I heard that was pretty long. And people were like, well, people complain about WWE being so long. Why can't they complain about All In? Whatever. Long shows, I don't care who it happens, who does it. Don't give me no four or five hour show unless it's like your biggest show. Even then, if WrestleMania is five yes. hours, I'm not here for it. Nope. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just not gonna... No. I'll say WrestleMania four hours. That's it. No more than that.
1: I'd rather if if they did that, I'd rather start at like one PM. <laughs> like right. at five or six.
0: Like a football game. Give me my give me my <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Sunday at one o'clock. <laughs> Ain't nothing else going on on Sunday at 1 o'clock in April. I guess baseball season could be starting, but eh. nah, man. Get off the air. You gotta go to sleep. You gotta get, yeah. get up for work the next day. Um, 82 Atlantic, before we move on to our next topic. 82 Atlantic chimes in again. He said, probably not anytime soon, but can you foresee WWE breaking up the New Day? If so, when? Uh, no, and I don't think New Day wants to break up. Uh, I think they want to stay together. I know, they could, you know Big E could be a star on his own, but when you got a good thing, and big the new day, those guys are smart. When you got a good thing, and you're still making money, and uh-huh. you're still selling merch, and you're still like pop- popular amongst the fans, you just keep riding that thing out. That could—that's who they are. Like the Road Warriors, they never split up. I mean, they kind of did, but like they were the Road Warriors. Like you don't have to break up tag teams. You don't have to break up factions. If the act works, keep it going. Like uh-huh. you know, the Dudley Boys—they is- broke up. They were far less. Productive apart than they were together. I think mean, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, eventually found his niche as as you know on his own. But at first, when they first broke up, it was nothing there. It's terrible, yeah. uh, right? So you know, it, it rarely happens where you break up a tag team and they're better off. I mean, yeah, Shawn Michaels was better off on his own, but Marty Jannetty wasn't. JBL was better off on his own, but Roman Simmons wasn't. Like if they work together, keep them together, and you can. You can still work one of them as a single, but keep them together. Just yeah. because a guy wants to go for a single style doesn't mean they got to break up. Yeah. Like, like the Shield. Look at the Shield now. Exactly. Exactly. This Shield. This is what the Shield could have been in 2014 if they never broke him up. It's just like, hey, one of them's champ, and the other two guys they can still do whatever they want, but they're still a unit. At the end of the day, it's like a four horsemen. Four horsemen wasn't in tag team matches every show. Mick was mm-hmm. heavyweight champ. Uh, Arn was the was maybe the TV champ or the tag champ or Barry Windham or something like that, or. Or Tully Blanchard, Lex was a U.S. champ, or whoever, or Tully Blanchard was a TV champ, whoever. But, you know, you can still be a unit and have separate paths. So, same thing with New Day. If they want to make that Big E uh, a contender for the WWE title, do that as a member of the New Day. I know they might think, oh, you have to be more serious if he's going to do that. I don't think Best. this is what Big E is. He's, he can still be serious, kind of, but still a member of New Day. <laughs> like, yes. with his homies, he can be. Unloving Big E, but when he's trying to go for that title, he can turn, series, he can flip a switch. That's, that's possible. You yeah. have to be one dimensional. You can be multi dimensional.
1: Yeah. And like you said, they, they have not become stale. You know, there might have been a period of time where people were like, all right, maybe it's time to, you know, break him up. But then, like, that quickly, uh, you know, went away. And, uh, you know, since then, they've been together, what, four years? And, yeah, almost. you know, like, they're continuing. Yeah. I don't want to say reinventing themselves, kind of like the way Chris Jericho comes back reinvents himself. Like it's not the same thing, but they've been doing their thing for like their thing as long as they have, and it's it's worked for as long as it has. So why mess with that right now? I don't think it's necessary. Uh, eventually, will they break up? I, I do think. I, I don't think it's only because WWE, WWE
0: is like that's that's their thing. Yeah, like, if yeah. They, they sh- the history. They put somebody yeah. as a single. They gotta be on their own and they gotta be their own thing. And like the shield, they had to become separate entities before, you know, as main adventure. Yeah. In order to become main adventures, they'd be separate single guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 82 Atlanta just said all the guys in the shield had main event potential. Yeah, they did, but they didn't have that don't mean they had to separate mm-hmm. in order to reach that potential. They could still be together and still reach that potential, especially now that there's a brand extension. You yeah. know, but I don't know. Uh but let's move on to a, another topic, which still involves Hell in a Cell. Uh, we're going to talk about, can the last year, we talked about our favorite Hell in a Cell matches. But this year, we're going to talk about the feuds that we wish had gotten a chance to be in Hell in a Cell. Because not every big feud has gotten that chance. We talked about it this year's show. AJ Styles and Samojo isn't in Hell in a Cell. Well, there's feuds throughout history that happened that predate Hell in a Cell, which would have been impossible to get in Hell in a Cell because it didn't exist. Wars fuse that happened after Hell in a Cell became a thing and just never got to that point. Uh, so I'll let you start off, Nick. I know you had a couple ones you had, oh. had paired to talk about, so have at it.
1: I'll tell you, man, this is right around where Hell in a Cell started, maybe the same year, but uh, never got a chance to see it, never got a chance to see these two in the ring again. But, man, would I not, especially in 1997, the years they, these guys had in 1997, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart inside Hell in a Cell. I think that would have been a hell of a match, even though it wouldn't have been a technical masterpiece like they you know, had at WrestleMania 12. Uh, this would have been like a blood, the blood feud match between the two. And they were supposed to face each other, King of the Ring, that year. Never happened. Uh, I know Bret Hart had got his knee hurt. Shawn Michaels had his knee hurt. But man, like 1997, Hell in a Cell, I would have loved to see that match. I think it would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, and obviously, this is before Hell in a Cell became like a thing. It's so stable. we didn't know what it could potentially turn into. But in hindsight, it, say, let's say Bret Hart had stayed with WWF through 98. Yeah, that could have, you know, and, and let's say Bret Hart stayed and then Shawn Michaels never got hurt to a Rumble. Yeah, that would have been hot. That would have been lit in 98, maybe even in 99, whatever they would have mm-hmm. decided to do it. Uh, Because, like you said, the the heat was obviously there, uh, and uh, you know, it it would yeah, legit blood feud. Mm. You know, that would have been that would have been cool. Uh, Obviously, some of these feuds we're gonna talk about had cage matches, like regular old. I'm gonna say regular old, but just you know, steel cage matches. But we're talking specifically Hell in a Cell because WWE kind of upped the ante with the Hell in a Cell, kind of trumps the steel cage match. Even WWE has made steel cage match seem ordinary. And they've kept the Hell in a Cell at least somewhat special. <laughs> you don't see Hell in a Cell's on TV, mm. uh, but we've seen steel cage matches on TV at least once a year uh, for you know years running now. But a few I would have liked to seen in a Hell in a Cell environment, and it probably happened in the cage environment, and I know they, they cross paths in a war games environment, which is close to a Hell in a Cell, but one-on-one, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in a Hell in a Cell would have been one super bloody, but mm-hmm. the promos leading up to it, the heat that would have surrounded it in the '80s and in the NWA, and it would have been crazy, man. Like I like I said, they, they, I'm pretty sure they had a cage match here and there, but I know they had the yeah. war games matches, which were bloody and they had a ton of heat. But the Hell in a Cell one on one, and that could have been some money right there.
1: Yeah, and you you. You expand the area where they could go. So just think of Ric Flair as like the chicken should heal, where he's like running around the ring trying to get away from Dusty. Dusty catches him, rakes his face onto, you know, the steel and the crowd going nuts. You know, like, yeah, we, we saw that in the ring, but the chase would, would probably just build the anticipation so much more from the crowd. And then Dusty finally reaching Flair, like just thinking about stuff like that, like thinking it out of the outside the box of, you know, those regular steel cage matches and what separates the Hell in a Cell from them. And that would be one of them, you know, just the anticipatory buildup of, of things like that, yeah. little things like that.
0: Yeah, they, they did a good job of it already, obviously, building up their matches, but it would have been yeah. fun to see if they could have built up. I mean, they would have, I'm certain of it, but what they could have cooked up for a Hell in a Cell match. Like that mm-hmm. would have been, I can just imagine the Dusty from Hell in a Cell, baby. Yeah. you going to hell and back, daddy. Like something like that. <laughs> the American dream is going to hell, daddy, but I'm coming back alive. you going to stay there and burn up to death and burn it to a crisp, daddy. <laughs> he got a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, He got a bicycle in hell, daddy. Let me tell you, you're going to get funky like a monkey in hell, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, man, that's not a bad impression. Thank
0: you. Thank like you. I've been working on it. I've been working on my dusty impression. <laughs> Nice.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Um, Those would have been some good promo.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go a little more recent for my next Mm. one. And I think this would have maybe been a, a better moment. It was still a shocking moment when it happened. But I really, really enjoyed, even though it was like only a two month long feud, when Evolution came back. With Batista, Randy Orton, and Triple H versus The Shield, and had they been inside Hell in a Cell, and this was before the New Day, and the Usos were in Hell in a Cell last year, so I think it would have been the first uh, multi-person uh, tag uh, match inside Hell in a Cell, uh, not including so, no. the not not including the Six Pack. Uh, Challenge well one the also
0: had the uh the, the handicap match with Vince and Shane and Big oh, Show yeah, yeah. against DX. And God, I think nice. D X and Legacy had a tag team match too in Hell no- was that Hell in a Cell? I think uh, that was now, You know though.
1: what? Yeah, it could have been. Let's see like but those were not even special. Now that like we're looking no, back on it like, man, like you, you kinda almost forget that happened, but uh you know evolution and the shield inside Hell in a cell I thought that would have been so entertaining. you have Guys like Triple H and Batista, who are you know veterans inside Hell in a Cell, that could have you know helped you know the Shield. Uh, Rand, even Randy Orton was in a few, uh, I'm pretty sure by that point. Yeah, he had so one, would have one, one like,
0: or something like that. Yeah,
1: that would have been like a great match to see, and then have Seth Roll. If you know they're going with Seth Rollins, turn on the Shield, have it happen during the match. Maybe you you plant on his. Maybe they attack Rollins before the match, so he's already hobbled and. Uh, like he's trying to help the shield, but he can't really do it. Almost like a Kurt Hennings situation at the war games in 97, where he was quote unquote attacked by the NWO backstage. So, but he came out with the horseman and he had handcuffs and then he enters the ring and boom, he turns on him right away. So you kind of creatively build around Seth Rollins, turning on the shield inside hell in a cell. And then you have, you know, the shield, Handcuffed to the to the steel cage with Evolution and Seth Rollins beating the crap out of him, like just what could have been, and uh, just the visuals that would have had, and how much more impact that something like that would have had with Seth's heel turn. Uh, that would have been something I would have loved to see.
0: Uh, I got a double header for you. I know it's a two parter. One really doesn't lead, lead lead to the other, but I figured I mentioned them both because they are both in my head. Number one is Undertaker and Kane. It should have been the Hell in a Cell, but I know they had a Hell in a Cell match in like twenty ten. I'm not talking about that. No, no, no. We don't care about that. Because that feud was not that good, and it was just no. no
1: yeah, no. They, they weren't Undertaker and Kane.
0: Right. I'm talking Undertaker and Kane like 98, 99. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a cool hell in a summer. They probably should have done it in 98. It would have made sense because Austin was feuding with yeah. Nick Foley. Undertaker was feuding with Kane. I mean, they had, you know, they were in the same storyline. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, they switched them and put Kane with Austin and Undertaker with Mankind. We all know what happened there. But if you, if you in '98 they want to do a Hell in a Cell King of the Ring, it should have been Undertaker and Kane. To, but I guess they didn't want to no. beat Kane, you know, in that, in that fashion or whatever. But who knows? I mean, yeah. he came for yeah, the title tough. the day after he won it. So
1: yeah, yeah, that would have been that would have made sense, you know, like you yeah. would. Think of it of all the matches they've had together and how many times they wrestled each other. Never until 20, even until 2010, they didn't have a Hell in a Cell match. And then the one in 2010 wasn't even some what it could have been 12 years prior. Uh, PG, you know, like how much PG better would that have been?
0: Cell.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. So it wouldn't have been that good. The other one, I think, you know, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe some feuds are above Hell in a Cell, some feuds are personal and they, they should be in there, but. This feud was a big money-making feud. So it probably wasn't going to ever be in Hell in a Cell. And that's Steve Austin and The Rock. The feud was... It was a big-time rivalry, right? And they could talk, and it was made a lot of money, a main event at WrestleMania, three times. But it never had Hell in a Cell. Steve Austin only had, like, two Hell in a Cell matches. The Rock, I think, only had one. And that was that six-man one mm. at Armageddon. So it's like, we didn't really see him in Hell in a Cell too much. And, but I think them two together, I mean, in, let's say 99, because that's when they really got personal, when they had the street fight. I think it was at a Backlash that year after WrestleMania. I think in 99, that could have been, I mean, it would have been money, obviously. But they, you know, they were the two top guys in the business at the point. So, Austin and The Rock in 99 at Hell in a Cell, mm. I could see it.
1: Absolutely. That, that's well, a good one. That's a good one. And I got a doubleheader as well coming oh. at you. How about? Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. That would have been awesome. No. Wow. No, they yeah. had a lot of matches together, but never inside Hell in a Cell. And yeah, I mean, like you said, sometimes feuds are above that. And like these guys didn't exactly need to be inside a cage because their athleticism was so. Like, even though Hell in a Cell gives you enough room to do stuff in the ring, you know, like the stuff they could do outside the ring was just as good. So. You can't exactly F five Kurt Angle on the outside, you know, with the the sh- the small cell they had back back in the day. Now it's bigger, so there's more room to do things. But uh, I
0: mean, hey, I mean, Rock had the great kind of cell match with Taker, no, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. like I, I enjoyed that one, and just those two had some great chemistry in the ring. So uh, they had a great 2003, you know, rivalry going, and uh, that Iron Man match on SmackDown was great. I figured. uh, you know, inside Hell in a Cell, that would have been some great stuff from both of them. And who knows, Kurt might have done a moonsault off the top of the cell with oh. the way he did that steel cage. Man, oh, you boy. never know. But not that I would want to see that. Uh, but man, like back then, you'd probably be surprised if he didn't do that. Uh, so yeah, like and those two were just at the top of their game in two thousand two, two thousand three. So those inside Hell in a Cell would have been great. And I'm going the women, the two. Go guys guys two women the best wrestlers they had in in the early 2000s trish stratus and lita they're hall of famers for a reason they were the, they knew what to do they were safe uh, mostly i know lita kind of uh when we were at the rumble when she did that moonsault off the top rope we were like whoa whoa! it's like she almost hurt herself but man that would have been a great hell in a cell match based off the feud they had the fact that they would go on to become hall of famers uh that was women's wrestling in WWF at the time. You know, there, were, yeah, there were other wrestlers, but man, it's like you say, Trisha Lita, everybody knows, you know, not just wrestling fans. You, you know, they were mainstream. Uh, so that would have been awesome to see those two inside hell in a cell.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with the same era. I'm going to go with tag teams though. How mm. about mm. engine Christian, Hardy boys, and Dudley boys inside of hell in a cell. Dude, can't get any better than that. Would, you, would there have been enough room for these guys to destroy each other's bodies? Sure. That would have been bananas. And Jeff Hardy would have jumped off it back then, and he's definitely yeah. jumping off it this Sunday. Uh, but yeah, that would have been crazy. Uh, and maybe another one that I was thinking about that, you know, may or may not, you know, could have been Hell in a Cell, but I think Matt Hardy and Edge and 05 in the Hell in a Cell could have been some money. Yeah. They yeah. did some. They did some matches. They did, but they didn't do a hell in a cell match. And I think if they had done it, it would have been some money. And,
1: and so, I, and I agree with that because I I think it was unforgiven. They had a steel cage match, and Matt Hardy did the leg drop off the top of the cage, yeah. and that was like a big moment. But yeah. damn, man, like hell in a cell would have been that would have been the match, not just the steel cage. Like because everybody knew why Matt Hardy left, and everyone knew why Matt Hardy came back. And it was reported, obviously, that you know him and Edge were cool. They were going to do business together. Uh, they might have been stiff with each other. Uh, I think at Summerslam, Edge uh, incapacitated Matt Hardy, so everyone was pissed about that. So that's at Unforgiven in September. That's where Matt Hardy got his revenge. But yeah, like it's a hell of a cell would have been would have made that feud
0: on the next level. Yeah, uh, eighty two Atlantic says the Invasion pay per view should have been in the hell of a cell. That was like a ten man match. I don't think that would have been in Hell in a Cell, but how about War Games? That should have been a War Games match. Yeah. How about that? I'll I'll do you one better. Give me not one ring, but two rings. War Games. How about that? Uh, I think I had another one in my head, but I can't remember it now. I have one. Oh, CM Punk and John Cena should have been in Hell in a Cell, but obviously that was going to happen, but John Cena got hurt. Mm. That would have worked in Hell in a Cell. That's that's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, CM Punk and John Cena.
1: Man. And they had they had a great you know feud back and forth uh, back back then. How about we go nineteen ninety-three WWF? Ooh. Before he left, you got Ric Flair versus Mr. Perfect.
0: And in Hell in a Cell? Yeah. Man, that might be that might be a stretch. What? That might be a stretch. I don't know. I Why would is, rather by see the end, they hated each other. I would rather see Macho Man and Hulk Hogan in a Hell Cell. a Cell. Uh, in there 89. you go. That got. was feud right there. At WrestleMania Five, yeah. Trump Plaza, Hell in a Cell, I love yeah. it. Yeah, that would have been anything. I hope Macho Man in the Hell in a Cell just fits. He is, yeah. you know, crazy. and yeah. you know, he was, you know, maniac Macho Man. Yeah, that's that
1: true. Yeah, I, I you think can think even it could do it with with Macho Man and Ric Flair
0: WrestleMania oh, Eight. Hell in a cell. that that'd fit too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of feuds out there that could have worked, especially with Macho Man, Macho yeah, Man, Macho Man, that's, Ultimate Warrior, or something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: that's that. a good call by you. Yeah, so yeah, Flair. And- Mach- hey, how about Macho Man and DDP and WCW? Bring the hell out yeah. the of cell there. That yeah. was a great feud in '97.
0: Yeah. Well, how about Hogan and Roddy Piper? Yes. You know. Yes, and, that's and, and, and one that WWE definitely
1: at or at WCW. Yeah, they even tr- remember that that steel cage at Halloween Havoc 97. It was almost like they tried to do Hell in a Cell, but it was like a poor man's Hell in a Cell. It, it uh, sucks.
0: It sucks. Who was in that, man? I remember they had a, uh, a cage with a top on it with like Raven. It was like Raven's Playhouse. Oh, what was it?
1: Oh, I don't even oh, remember a that. It was,
0: a, it was called a Bowery match, something like that. Oh,
1: geez, I don't even remember that one.
0: You know, was from the Bowery or whatever. I might have blocked uh, that out
1: of my memory on purpose.
0: Yeah, Wcw tried that. Yeah, the Bowery yeah. match. Wcw in in ninety nine, I think. It was oh. Raven and DDP. Wow. Bower nope. Mesh. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. i nope. okay. nope.
1: <laughs> I don't even like their feuds back then. You know, they were. There was just like, <laughs> quick small feuds, like nothing sustained. If it felt like to me, at least, like after ninety seven, ninety eight. Like a lot of WCW's feuds were not not good. Like I can't even picture Goldberg being in one of those matches. Like who would he be in? Yeah, who in the hell to with?
0: Eighty Two Atlantic says on YouTube he said Nash to end the streak, which uh, that wasn't a yeah. that wasn't a feud uh, that was worthy of being in Hell to a Cell. probably yeah. should probably barely should have been on Starcade that year, but it was. All right, uh, I could
1: I'll do this Nash and the Giant. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I'm that. not sure how much they could have done in terms of aerial stuff, but Hell of a Cell is not really an aerial match, so no. uh, that would have been like a blood feud type match, because they they had a good storyline going with, with hating each other.
0: They had some going wow. for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another... Yeah, Goldberg really didn't have like a chief rival.
1: Because nah, he, he only like beat that Hogan would. that one time, won the title. Right. Uh, DDP, Sting... The- hey, lost- Sting and Flair.
0: Yeah, Sting and Flair. Yeah, I would say Steamboat and Flare too, but those, uh, those matches stop. are too much of a classic. I don't; th- those were like matte classics. I don't think yeah. you transfer that to like a blood type of environment, right? Right. Like, yeah, even Steam and Flare is kind of the same thing, but that might have worked better, I think, the Steamboat and, and Flair. Even though no knocking against Steamboat and Flair, just to me, I think at its peak, it was what it what happened. What we saw was its peak. The reason yeah. I'm saying maybe you could have improved by putting it in, Hell in a Cell. Mm. I think Steamboat play was perfect the way it was. Yeah, I think putting it in a cell might have even watered it down a little bit. So, yeah, my opinion.
1: I'm yeah, I see where you're coming from, though.
0: Yeah. Well, with that said, we can talk about this all night. I see. Yeah, we
1: could now. but we
0: don't have all night. Uh, wow. We gotta go. So, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please.
1: I will. And you can follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter and follow us at shooters radio on Twitter. And we're on Facebook, like our page at facebook.com slash the straight shooters. I will have a recap of WWE hell of a cell this Sunday night, uh, on philly voice.com on Monday morning. So check that out, Phillyvoice.com. And you can check out philly com for all your sports. I'll have this podcast up there, uh, tomorrow probably so I'll be starting to post our podcast on uh, philly com, and also uh, make sure that you listen to the gully blanchard podcast i believe it's on itunes so g-u-l-l-y b-l-a-n-c-h-a-r-d i was on there last week and we had a great conversation about wrestling and about the Eagles season coming up so uh it was about an hour and a half uh so check that out on iTunes, Gully Blanchard podcast.
0: There you go. I am at Born M Johnson on Twitter. I will be uh, on the Chase Thomas podcast tomorrow night. Uh, you know, sometime tomorrow night. So that will be on iTunes at some point during the weekend. So we'll be on there talking about wrestling. I've been on Chase Thomas' podcast multiple times. It's always a good conversation with Chase, who's full of hot takes in wrestling, full of wrestling hot takes. So. Uh, it's good to always have a chop it up with him. Uh, you can check it out, like I said, on iTunes. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, soon-to-be Fully Influencer, and, of course, the mothership, wildfireradio.com. Of course, we're live on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces every week on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and like the videos. We greatly appreciate it. And, yeah, that's episode 163 of the pod. Another great episode Mm -hmm. in the lineage and the legacy (laughs) of the Street Shooters. But in the meantime, for Nificon, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening and watching episode 163. And we will catch y'all again next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at picone.nick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.